This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 647 of the School of Podcasting, I have a really cool because of my podcast story involving NFL players, and I've got 11 tips to help you grow your audience, and I learned a valuable lesson that I want to share from the movie A Star is Born. Hit it, ladies! Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I bring my 20-plus years of helping people understand technology, my 13 years of podcasting, and I help you massage your message, tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, And not just get you podcasting, but get you podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Or if you want, of course, you can sign up and buy those courses a la carte. And today, what I've decided to do is people always ask me all the time, how do I grow my audience? And I've talked about different aspects of this and I've kind of taken them, gone back. I've got some new things too. And we're going to talk about today, how do you grow your audience? But before we get to that, one of my favorite things that I always love to hear is, can you answer this question? And that question, of course, is because of my podcast blank. Well, Chris can, and here it is. Hey, Dave, Chris Hughesby here. Uh, Just became a listener of your podcast about seven, eight months ago. I love it. I've been listening to Almost every episode that you've produced here over the last year, kind of cramming them all in, but uh, really love the content. Anyways, just wanted to answer one of your questions here. Uh, if it weren't for my podcast, I wouldn't be talking to NFL athletes. And to just tell you the backstory on that, uh, a friend of mine, Brian Jackson, and I uh, are football kicking coaches, and we train athletes how to kick, punt, and long snap. And we decided to start a podcast called The Fourth Down Experience. So a podcast uh, dedicated to talking special teams and offering tips and and free content for people in the special teams industry. And uh, in every episode, we interview one NFL kicker, punter, or long snapper. So it's been surreal to be able to interview people that I've been a fan of watching NFL games. And uh, it's been a pretty sweet experience. Opened a lot of doors. And uh, so if it weren't for starting the podcast, I wouldn't be able to do those types of things. So thanks again for doing what you do. I continue to learn a lot. And uh, we just actually hit our one-year mark. So uh, pretty exciting to get to the one-year mark. So thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you, Chris. And I've had people say this before. I always love to hear this again, that one of the greatest advantages of starting a podcast is you get to talk to people, as one person put it, that you have no business talking to, which is great. And also, Chris, just so you know, I'm going to actually be talking about this later. Right now, when I go to your show in Apple Podcast, again, it's called Fourth, that's the number four, Fourth Down Experience. Your link is to your SoundCloud page. I don't know if that's a mistake or not. But we'll be talking about that later. We're also going to be talking about having great sound in your podcast. And that means it would be a great time to talk about Focusrite. And you're like, what's a Focusrite? It it looks like it was made for Christmas. It's bright red. Thing is built like a tank. I'm talking about the Focusrite 2i2. And it really doesn't get much easier when it comes to 
plugging a microphone into your computer. You plug the microphone in, you turn the knob up until you talk, and when it turns green, it's great. When you turn up and it turns red, that's too loud. You turn it back down until it goes back to green, and you are set. And you can plug two microphones into the Focusrite 2i2. Now, what if you have more than two people? Well, then you can simply go out to their website. They have a interface selection tool that'll walk you through. Do you need the 2i4, the 8i8, whichever one you need. It's really, really cool. And the beauty of this is it's got great preamps. Now, without getting too geeky, this simply means that pretty much no matter what microphone you have, you're going to sound great. Because some microphones, like the Shure SM7B, wow, you really have to kick those things to get any kind of volume out of them. And a Focusrite will do it. It's got great preamps. You plug your headphones in. You've got literally like three knobs, one knob for each channel. You've got a monitor knob. So how you're going to send the volume out to your speakers, or if you're using a portable recorder, you could do that. You've got a headphone knob. That's it. It's not one of those things where you look at it and go, oh my God gosh, which knob does what? It's super simple. And it's just like I said, it's beautiful. It's made out of metal. That's the other thing. You have to worry about dropping this thing and it's going to break. It's like I said, if you're going to be touring around and traveling and doing in-person you know, interviews, this would be a great tool. Simply bring it with you, bring yourself two microphones, plug it into your laptop and you are good to go. Thank you so much, Focusrite, for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. You can find links to all this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647. Just a quick reminder, the question of the month this month is something I do at the end of every year, and that is you can only pick one. You can only pick one. What is your favorite podcast? Where can we find it if there's an address? And why is it your favorite podcast? And if you have a podcast, where can we find your podcast and what is it about? You can get that to me by December 28th, 2018 by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. You can record it and then email me, Dave, at School of Podcasting. Just put December question in the title. Again, what is your one, not two, one, your favorite podcast? I look forward to hearing from you. Steve Stewart and Randy Cantrell already have their answers in, and I want to hear yours. So you working on anything right now? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm considering some options. I'm trying to uh, figure out what's next. Oh, no, that's great. I, You know, I am just so tired of going on dates where I have to listen to guys go on and on about how they're turning their Twitter feeds into blogs, their blogs into books, and their books into Twitter feeds. It's exhausting. <laughs> Stop pretending that your podcast is work, right? I want an audience and I want it now. I think that's how we all kind of roll, right? We all want that. So what I've decided to do, I, I've worked on this for about the last two days, really like what does it take to grow your audience? And the first thing that you need to do, and everybody talks about this and they use buzz phrases like avatar, and I like to call it your target audience, but you have to know, know who your target audience is. And I realize there's sometimes you're like, I'm not sure who's going to listen to that. Well, maybe you should figure that out. And the reason for that being as I record this right now, it's December and Christmas and the holidays are here. And if I were to buy somebody a gift, I'd want to know what they want. And your podcast is a gift. So here's some things you want to think about when it comes to your target client, your target listener, your avid, whatever you want to call it. 
So number one, a lot of people give them a name. Um, Oprah used to call her her audience uh, Susie Homemaker. And so that way you can kind of say, hey, would, what would Susie think of this? And then their age, their occupation, what brands do they use? Where do they purchase things from? What kind of language they use? Where they are, are they explicit or not? Right. Where they spend their time. What are their pain points? That's a big one, especially if you're trying to sell services or consulting and things like that. And I realize not everybody's doing that. You don't have to make money with your podcast. But the other thing is what they hope to achieve or accomplish. What are the goals of your target audience? Because if you can help them do that, they're going to love you. And this is something I'm going to do. I have a few people that I really think should start a podcast. And I think about them when I make episodes. And I'm going to start stalking those people because I don't want to guess what they want. I don't want to guess what they need. I want to know. And so how do you do that? Well, like I said, number one, stalk your target audience. And I mean that in a a fun, fluffy, white bunny kind of way when I say stalk, okay? But then you can participate in online groups. Now, when you do this, you want to listen. Go out and listen to what people are talking about. Why? Because if they're talking about it, they're going to want to hear about it. And they're going to want to hear what you have to say. Then you can use something like a Google Forms. If you just go to forms.google.com and you can actually create an audience survey. Now, back in, I believe it was 2015, back in the day, I actually did a whole episode on how to create an online survey and how to choose your questions and things like that. I'll have links to everything I mentioned today out in the show notes. And again, that's out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647. The other thing, and I think this is the one that most people don't want to do, and I understand why, because you're just starting out and you're you're putting your heart in this thing, and the last thing you really want to hear is some constructive feedback, because sometimes that'll just take the wind right out of your sails. But you really need, and I always kind of jokingly say, get some feedback from somebody who is not named mom to listen to your show and then tell you what's good about it and tell you well, that could be a little tweaked. And preferably, this again would be somebody that you feel is your target audience. Here's a new one. Go to Amazon.com and do a search for a book on a topic that you might be talking about. And most of the books online will give you like that free preview. Well, guess what's in the free preview? Yeah, the table of contents. So here, somebody knew enough about this topic that is a topic that you might be talking about in the future, to actually write a book about it, well, let's see what they thought was good enough to make it into their book, because that might be a topic you then talk about on your show. Another thing is, if you have Kindle Unlimited, this is something I just started doing, and that is where I can almost read about any book on Amazon for free. I, I think it's, I don't know, 10 bucks a month. I like to read. And what I didn't realize is when you have a Kindle Unlimited, you also have access to magazines, lots of magazines, it turns out. I was completely oblivious to this. And you, again, can see if there are any magazines in your niche. And again, see what they're talking about. Why? Because the goal here is to know your audience, know what they want, know what they want to hear, and then deliver it to them. And then once you start actually 
creating episodes, and this is one of the few times you'll hear this word come out of my mouth, and that is check your stats. Because I work for Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's short for Liberated Syndication. And we are the oldest, largest podcast media hosting company. And people obsess. And I mean, I'm not making this up. Like They will release an episode and start checking their stats minutes, if not seconds later. It's crazy. So normally I'm like, hey, don't worry about your stats here. I'm like, hey, after you do a few, look at them and you're looking for trends. So that's something you can do. And then the other one is you, this one is more about not shooting yourself in the foot because you can have wow content, like really, really good content. And it's well researched and you know your audience is going to listen to it. And then you deliver it. And yeah, that's not going to work. You have to have good audio quality. And that's why I mentioned things like the Scarlet 2i2. If you're just going to do a, a show with you and a co host in the same room, that's great. If you use a Blue Yeti, the Blue Yeti is not a horrible microphone. It's not a horrible choice. You just have to make sure you're using it properly. My whole thing is by the time you buy the Blue Yeti and the Blue Yeti stand and the Blue Yeti pop filter, you could buy three microphones for half that price. You could get a Samson Q2U, excuse me, the Samson Q2U and get a windscreen over it. And I think it actually comes with a windscreen now. And holy cow, but everybody loves to talk about the Blue Yeti, and I'm here to say, not a horrible microphone, but you have to put it on the setting that looks like either a butt or a heart. Take your pick. But uh, the bottom line is, you do not you do not want to use the built-in microphone of your laptop. When your audio distracts people because it sounds like it was done on a, you know, two soup cans and some string, that's not going to work. So step one is... Know your audience, don't guess, know your audience and know what they want and deliver it in a great sounding podcast. That is step one. Number two. So you've got this great content, you know, it's just going to rattle your audience. They're going to be like, where's this been all my life? It sounds phenomenal. And then you name that episode, School of Podcasting, School of Podcasting episode 647. That does not make anybody want to click on it. Please. Please stop doing that. <laughs> so I've, I'm not making this up. I've seen people's numbers triple when they take their name from being School of Podcasting, episode 647, to how to grow your audience. Which one would you click on? Exactly. Think about something that when somebody sees the name of your show, and think about this also. I, this is what always makes me scratch my head about putting the name of the show when you find your show in whatever app you're using, Apple Podcasts or whatever, it, the name of your show is right there in the upper left-hand corner, nine times out of 10. You don't have to put the name of your show again. So make your titles count and make sure your listing in Apple Podcast has a proper link to your website. Now, today I talked about Chris's show. And when I went to it in Apple Podcast and clicked on website, it took me to a SoundCloud page. Now, the problem with the SoundCloud page, there's no buttons there to subscribe in anything. And that is the name of the game. The name of the game is subscribers. Why? Because it automatically goes to their device. And that's where you want to go. You want to get to their device. We'll talk about that in just a second. So make sure when you go into whatever you're using, PowerPress, 
if you're going into Libsyn or Podbean or Spreaker or whatever, somewhere in there it says, what's your website link? Make that website the link to wherever you want people to go when they find you in these apps. Then the other thing is try to have, if you can, at least 300 words for your show notes. Now, we had an episode earlier this year where we talked about, does anybody even really read show notes? And show notes are a lot like a spare tire. You don't really need them. A lot of us ignore them. But when we go to them, we really, really want them. And typically, you need links to anything you mention about. So anything I mentioned today, you'll see there. And then a couple bullet points so people can look at this and go, do I need to listen to this? And if they don't, I know it sounds weird. You're happy that you didn't waste their time. And in some cases, they might be able to get what you want, what they want, I guess, in this case, without actually listening. And you're like, but I want them to listen. No, you just help them out. Again, if you know your audience's pain and you solve it quicker, they're going to really like you for that. So make your titles count. Number three. I mentioned this a second ago. You have to get on their device. And what I mean by this is we really want them to subscribe to our show. Now, for the record, iTunes charts are not worth sneezing at. They're not worth the headaches. They're not worth the tears. Not that it's it's cool to be on the top of the charts. It's just, in my theory, in my world, I believe that if you do the proper things and you grow your audience and you're getting more downloads, your your content should inspire people to rate and review you, which will send you up the charts. In the same way, it's like weight loss. If you eat less and exercise more and eat good food and drink lots of water and get plenty of sleep, the result of all those steps is you will lose weight. So my thought on the whole Apple charts and things like that is do the right things. Make great content that sounds good, that's consistent, that's makes people want to click and makes people want to subscribe and you will go up the charts. But one of the things that does make you go up the charts is not ratings and reviews. You'll notice that 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 didn't even make this list. We'll talk about some things like that towards the end. You want people to subscribe. And so you have to give them easy ways to do this. And right now I would say that would be an Apple podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Now, the tool I use to make all of my icons for subscribing, I use a plugin for that called Social Subscribe and Follow. You can find that again at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647 or go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and follow. And what I would probably throw in there for good measure is Amazon. And I'm not going to dive into that. That might be another episode. It's actually right now, there are places like Libsyn where I work. Uh, We're very, very close to launching a destination. For Amazon, but for the record, if you don't want to use Libsyn, it's not that hard to make your own. And I might talk that about that in a future episode. So you have to have subscribe buttons, but it's not enough to just say, Oh, go to my website and click subscribe. You have to have directions because you got to realize about 70% of the people out there have no idea what you mean when you say subscribe to me in Apple Podcasts. And that is something I'm going to try to change in the future. And that is the word subscribe. Because if you think about it, what do you subscribe to? I subscribe to my cable bill. I subscribe to Hulu. I subscribe to Netflix. I subscribe to magazines. And all those cost money. Maybe we should be saying, listen to me on Apple Podcasts. Listen to me on Google Podcasts. Listen to me on Stitcher. 
Because maybe those 70% of those people that aren't subscribing and not listening to podcasts think they're not free. I was listening to uh, somebody's presentation from OzPod, and I went, you know what? That might be a good point. So get them, get your information on their device through subscriptions. You also, did you realize that you can simply show them on Facebook how to subscribe? You can actually, did you know this? I'm going to do this right now. And then I've got a clip from Emily Prokop here, but I'm going to, well, let's do this. Speaking of Emily Prokop, hey, Siri, subscribe to the Story Behind podcast. Just to confirm, would you like to subscribe to the podcast, The Story Behind by Emily Prokop? Yes. Okay, I've subscribed you. And if you show people how easy it is, that's really, really cool. We had a meetup in the Libsyn Pittsburgh office. I'm actually based out of Ohio, but I went over because Libsyn had this cool podcaster meetup. And I did that in front of a crowd. And you would have thought I'd worked some sort of magic voodoo. They're like, I didn't know you could do that. So I want you to know that you can do that. And here's a clip from the Ask the Podcast Coach show. That's a show I do every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I do that with Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. And Emily popped in and shared this. I did this on my Instagram. This is way off topic, but I wanted to tell you how successful it was. All I put was a post that says, hey, Siri, subscribe. Listen to the ah. story behind podcast. And that said, go ahead, try it. The comments are like, oh my God, it works. There are like four or five comments. So now I have those downloads and I should put subscribe to the story behind podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, just a quick tip for people. If they want to go on Instagram and just post that today and people want to try it. They're like, oh, I love hearing what Siri can do. Nice. Yeah. And again, that is Emily Prokop from the story behind podcast. So yeah, you don't even have to make a video or anything like that. In her case, she just took this idea, stuck it on Instagram and people are like, I didn't know what magic voodoo is this? And you say, it's simply, it's technology. And the other thing, speaking of technology, if your audience is not super technical, uh, you can get your own app. And there are many ways to do this. I don't want to turn this into a giant Libsyn commercial, uh, but they we do offer that service. There are other ways you could have an app made for your show because there are many people that may not understand subscribe, but if you say, do you know how to download an app? They probably know how to do that. But one way or another, you want to be on their device because let's face it, we all live for better, for worse, with our faces buried in our screen. So when we deliver content that makes your audience go, holy cow, and it sounds great and it's consistent, it's delivered on a regular schedule, and you are on their device, you are now part of their routine. So get on their device, get on their routine. Number four. Number four, make it easy to share your show. My favorite plugin for this on WordPress is called Social Warfare. And I'm getting ready to put this on every single website I have because what's great about it is when I share a link like schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647, it says, hey, if you're sharing this to Twitter, use this image. If you're sharing it to Pinterest, use this image. It's actually really cool. You can dictate which image gets used. So, But you've got to make it easy to share your website. 
because you've got them all hot and bothered and like, this is awesome. I want to tell my friends. You don't have to go, oh, just click here, do this, copy that, da-da-da, no. Uh, a free tool that you can do this on is called Click to Tweet. And simply you type in a tweet that say, hey, when you click on this, it will tweet this. And you can actually put your Twitter handle on that to see how many people are tweeting, are, are clicking on that. And then, of course, that's going to identify that, hey, they listen to your show. And you can say thank you so much and start a conversation with that person. Now, this is a new one. And this is from Dr. Ryan Gray, who I'm really starting to get a complex on. I've been trying to get this guy on my show. He keeps having children. And if you wait about, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes, uh, Dr. Ryan Gray will start another podcast. Uh, I think he's actually worse than me in terms of starting new shows. He's from medicalschoolhq.net. And what he had a video showing is what are called NFC business cards. Uh, you can get these from moo.com. I've got links again, of course, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647. They're like $22 for 20 cards. And you're like, what is an NFC business card? It has a little chip in it. And basically, when you touch this card to somebody's phone, you can have it go to a website. You could have it go to, you guessed it, a link to where they can subscribe. So you could have one card that's Android, one card that is iPhone. We'll talk about that in a second. And when you simply touch their phone, it will instantly say, hey, do you want to subscribe to this show? There, It looks, again, like magic voodoo. You're like, how did you do this? So I was looking into this. They're really, really cool. And I could see, especially if I did any kind of trade show, where you could just you could put these over like a mouse pad or something, I think is what Dr. Ryan was showing. And when you put your phone on the mouse pad, it, it automatically, boom, puts you right there. You click on subscribe and you're good to go. I'll have a link to a video. You can see these out again. I'm going to, you're really tired of hearing this already, aren't you? Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647. The bad news is Apple right now is not playing the game. They're not into NFC business cards. I don't know if it's a weird privacy thing. They're worried about the fact that this somehow electronically connects to your phone. Uh, that's not to say that this might change in the future, but at this point, uh, the Moo people said, yeah, this doesn't work on iPhones, at least that's what they're saying. I This is brand new to me. I thought Dr. Ryan had a video of somebody doing this on an iOS device. So, But uh, that was, uh, it was pretty cool, and I could see a lot of different uses for that. Now, another thing, again, when it comes to sharing, is create show notes that are worth sharing. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, you want to make your titles good and you want to have, if you can, 300 words at least in your show notes. Now, I realize if you have a four-minute podcast, you could get it transcribed and not have 300 words, but make them worth sharing so that people go, oh, here, just go to here and the links to everything is right there. You'll see it. So number four, make it easy to share your show. And we're going to revisit this in a future topic. Number five. Number five, get on other shows. Now, why do you want to be on somebody else's show? Well, number one, we need podcast listeners. We just talked about how there's a big chunk of people of the general population that doesn't know how to subscribe to a show yet. They haven't really figured out, you know, either Google Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and they don't know how to listen to a podcast. When you go on somebody else's show, their audience already has jumped over that hurdle. That's one of the great things about being on another show. Now, how do I get on somebody else's show? There is 
no quick, cheap way of doing this. You have to do your research. That means you have to go over and listen to their show and then ask yourself, can I bring value to their audience? And if you can, then write a personal email, no form letters. As someone who gets these form letters all the time, my favorite is when they go, we just heard your podcast and we love it. Well, I've got about five different shows right now. Right there, I know this is a form letter. And then I said, well, which show? And they pointed me in an episode. So they still didn't say School of Podcasting. They just said, this one here with Kathy Heller. And I'm like, okay, you're not a listener. So you've already lost your credibility. So make a personal email to them with their name because everybody typically says their name in their show. And again, you just need to prove I've listened to your show and I am a good fit. Now, there are some resources for this. One is Help a Reporter Out. And another one is a former sponsor, but I use them and it works. Podcast, that's singular. Guests, that's plural, better known as podcastguest.com, where you can go over. And that works both. We'll get into this in a, another section here. It's a great way to find guests. It's a great way to be found for to be a guest on somebody else's show as well as find guests. So the other thing you want to do is you, um, if you're going to be on other shows, be the guest you want to have on your show. This is kind of a do unto others as you would have them kind of thing. But if you're going to be a guest, share your a link to your show on your social. Mention it wherever you can. Promote your appearance. They've given you a platform. The least you can do is promote it. And I realize not everybody does, but if you're going to be on people's shows and you're going to help them, you know, they're hoping that you will help them grow their audience and you're hoping that they that they will help you grow your audience. So if you both cross promote it, maybe you'll pick up a few listeners. So number 5, get on other shows. Number 6. That's right. Flip it and reverse it. Number 6, interview other similar podcast hosts. So number 5, get on other shows. Number 6, bring a somebody who has an audience onto your show. Now, the first thing you have to ask them is not, do they have a heartbeat? That is not a good question to ask. Do you have a heartbeat? Yes. Okay. You can be on my show. No, you have to ask, can they bring value to your audience? And then if you really want them to share the show, do a unique interview that inspires them to share the show. Talk about something they don't always talk about that still brings value to your audience. And then this is the key we talked about earlier about making things easy to share. Do all the work for them. And by that, I mean all the work for them. So all they have to do is copy and paste. Here's a pre-made tweet. Here's a link to the website. Here's a link to the MP3 file. Here, I've attached some uh, graphics for you if you want to use them so that all they have to do is go, oh, Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Don't go, here is, hey, our show is live. Okay, where? Oh, and and it's over here on the website. Okay, great. Now, realize that there are some people that record episodes and they don't release them for months. I have two right now in the can that I've had for a while, and I'll be releasing them later. But when I go back to this person and go, hey, remember we talked about writing your own book? Yeah, that episode's live. That guy's going to go, wait, was that back in the Carter administration? I don't remember what I talked about. So if I can say, here's a pre-made tweet, 
Oh, great. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Meanwhile, he's going, who? What? Copy, paste, tweet. Done. So now realize that this particular episode is talking about growing your downloads and growing your audience. This may not boost downloads, but it will boost your network. And when your network grows and people know what you do, that can lead to more subscribers, more downloads. So uh, we've I've talked about the book by Jared Easley, Quit Chasing Influencers. So I, I'm saying this is not, I would not lead with this strategy. I was, I'll just interview people that are really, really smart and have great audiences and I'll grow my audience. Uh-uh. And again, if you're looking to interview other people, podcastguest.com is another great example. So number six, interview other similar podcast hosts that can bring value to your audience. Number seven. All right, everyone together. Duh. Number seven, use social media. And what you can do, if you missed the episode, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646, I interviewed Steph Taylor, who's kind of a social media guru. And I said, how do you know which platform to be on? And she said, simple. And it goes back to that first tip we had. Ask your target audience. What do you use? Because it doesn't do me any good to just go all in on Twitter and Instagram if my audience is all about Pinterest. So figure out what platforms they use. And then, again, kind of a novel idea, promote your show on those platforms. And when you do this, when you send people a link, make that link go right back to your website, which may boost your SEO. And also on that website, there's a place for them to do what? You guessed it. Subscribe. So ask your target audience what platforms they use. Promote on those platforms. Direct those people to a page where they can listen and subscribe. Now, something else you can do is there's a website, If This Then That. It looks like if. I'll put a link to it out in the show notes. It stands for If This Then That. So you can say, look, when I publish something on WordPress, then promote it on my Twitter account. If this happens, then that. Blueberry in PowerPress has a way to share things on Twitter, and I believe, well, nobody can share on Facebook anymore, but they have a thing for Twitter. Libsyn, of course, Libsyn stands for Liberated Syndication, and a lot of people don't use this. You can post to Twitter. You can uh, post to LinkedIn. uh, You can put things on Medium. You can post to YouTube. We'll talk about that here in a second, but basically share it on social media. And I think what this actually does in some cases, I don't know that anybody's actually listening to an episode on Twitter. What I think they're doing is going, oh, Dave's got a new episode out. And then they go to their app where they actually do listen to long form content and go, I want to hear that. That looked pretty cool. Now, something you might want to consider when it comes to social media is YouTube. And there have been great debates on, should I send an audio file with a single image to YouTube, which is video? And for me, it's free. It's the number two search engine above all, and it doesn't hurt anything. Now, here's where people go, eh, that hurt thing. If if people are, if you're really trying to create this YouTube channel, I would say here's an easy way to solve that. Gmails are free. Start up a new Google account just for your podcast, and you can send your audio converted to video to that YouTube channel if you're really worried about that. 
And that way, your other YouTube channel with all the videos and everything else that you've already done, you're not degrading that YouTube channel and it doesn't cost you a thing. And it's an easy thing to go over later and go, is anybody actually listening to this? Because from what I hear now with YouTube Red, people will add your podcast, even though it's actually audio, to a playlist that they will just hit play and throw their phone down and they use it almost like a radio now. They're listening to things on YouTube. So that is my thought on that. And again, it doesn't cost you anything to convert your audio to video. Libsyn will do this for you automatically. So will, I believe, Spreaker. And give it a shot. If you're worried about ruining your channel, start a second channel just for your audio. But you have to use social media. And I use a tool called Social Jukebox. We heard last week how Steph likes the um, uh, tool called Recur Post. I'm actually going to be looking into that. But there are all sorts of ways that you can use social media to get the word out about your show. Number eight. Number eight is pay to promote your show. There are a couple different ways you can do this. I did one a while back. This was in June of 2017. I bought a ad on Overcast, overcast overcast.fm. It's a very popular app for listening to podcasts on an iOS device. The ad cost me $350 and I had 64,785 people actually see the ad, 3,950 people tapped on the ad, and 168 actually subscribed to the show. So if we look at that, 168 subscribers, and I paid $350. Well, if we take $350 and divide it by 168, that is $2.08 per subscribers. Now, they get a ton of traffic, and that was back in June. Right now, if I wanted to buy a business ad, it's $430, so it's gone up. The highest is if you want to advertise on all of their categories, which to me seems kind of hmm, not sure why you would want to do that. The cheapest category right now is kids and family. It's $50. Uh, Religion and spirituality is $60. Music is $60. Games and hobby is $80. Sports and Recreation is 90, and you can find more of this at Overcast.fm. So that is one way if you want to. Now, obviously, if you go, I have no, absolutely zero budget for this, then don't. And the other one is Facebook ads. Facebook ads is a way that you can really super-duper target your audience and say, look, show me people. Again, this goes back to knowing who your target audience is this age that are interested in this. And then you can even say, show me people that have an iOS device and send them to a page again that says, Hey, thanks for showing up. Click here to subscribe an Apple podcast because they're on an iOS or click here to subscribe in overcast or whatever the really popular ones are. Then you could say, Hey, here is a, a link for people who are on Android. Oh, click here to subscribe in Google podcast and stitcher and the other popular ones on that platform. And then, of course, the other way you can pay for exposure is we talked with Noah uh, Tetzner. He does the show about the history of Vikings, and he actually bought advertising on other podcasts. So this is similar to what we were talking about before, where you can be interviewed on other shows, or you can just have that host mention your show by paying them for that. So no matter what you're doing, whether it's Spotify, Facebook ads, 
um, overcast ads because Spotify also has ads. Or if you're just advertising on somebody else's show, I would, and this is my own personal opinion, I would direct all those ads back to a website. And I like to use the analogy of the chicken sandwich at the mall. At the, at the mall, you go there, somebody walks up with a toothpick and says, would you like to eat this? And you go, sure. And you eat it and you go, wow, that was really good chicken. They go, yes, you can buy a sandwich of that right over there. So I would set up a chicken sandwich, uh, whatever you call it, landing page, where they have a player there that either A, you can have a, a player with little samples. Hey, we talk about this. Here's a clip. We talk about this. Clip, clip, clip. And then just keep it moving really, really quick. So people in a very short amount of time see what you're going to talk about. And they go, wow, this sounds really cool. And then there's a button right there to subscribe, or you could just have it play the latest episode or whatever you're doing. But I would send them to a landing page, better known as a page that people land on and uh, have it there where they can sample the goods and then subscribe because it's all about subscriptions. So number eight would be if you've got the budget, maybe pay for some exposure. Number nine. Oh, I so wanted to play the Beatles here. They have a song where John Lennon just keeps going number nine, number nine. But if you haven't heard, let's take it. Can we take a tangent for 10 seconds? There is a uh, a poker podcast that's getting sued for $150,000 every time they played a song. And it's to the tune of like $6 million. So if you're thinking about playing that new Shinedown song in your podcast, yeah, maybe not. So number nine, always be promoting. And I, we did a quick poll on Ask the Podcast Coach. This is such an easy one. Set up a signature in your email with a link to your website. And again, if you wanted to, it could be to your website or it could be, hey, if you'd like to sample the show, click here. And if you use Gmail, it's super easy. Just go into settings and scroll down past the 8 million other options that are in Gmail. And you will see one there amongst the other <laughs> 10,000 options in Gmail for your signature. Now, if you'd like a fancy, oh, it's so fancy signature. There's a new tool I just started playing with. It's something ridiculous, like $20, $36 a year. It's, it's fairly cheap. Calls a wise stamp. And if you go to school of podcasting.com slash wise stamp, you can see this, but it puts your image and it just makes your signature just look fancy. Oh, it's so fancy. Look at that signature. You can also use something like slick text. This is something I've been playing with. This is why when I say things like, Hey, just text SOP to three one nine nine six, you'll actually get an email or a text from me that says, Hey, click here to subscribe on Android. Click here to subscribe on Apple because again, it's all about the subscribers. So that's a way to always be promoting. You might consider giving out t-shirts or posters. Uh, you could actually have a poster and put it in the backseat window of your car. I don't know if that's illegal or not. I don't think so, but you could do that from T public. I was looking around and we mentioned business cards that have the cool fancy chip in them. Good old fashioned, just business cards to promote your show. You should always have those in your wallet. Like if I asked you right now about your show, I said, hey, tell me about your show. And you said, oh, elevator pitch, elevator pitch, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. Would you be able to go, oh, yeah, here's a business card. Put that in your wallet and you can check it out later. And this business card doesn't have to have like name, email address, web, you know, all the other like contact information. This could just be simply like, hey, I found one of my target audience. And here, this is for you to help remember how to get to the show. And when I was checking out uh, Moo, 
This is a, a cool place I keep hearing about. Their business cards are roughly like 30 cents each. Uh, got print, they're even cheaper than that. So it's really not going to, you know, cost an arm and a leg for a business card or, you know, having things on your car to promote your podcast. You can get all sorts of bumper stickers or those things that go on your window. But if you're driving along and you're in, I don't know, Washington, D.C., and you're stuck in traffic, why not have your logo right there that somebody's going, okay, I'm going to look. What the heck is a Binky and the Wiz show, right? And they look it up or whatever it is. So always be promoting. Wear your own T-shirt. Give those T-shirts away. There's coffee mugs and things like that. And I realize all those cost money. But the bottom line is you have to always be promoting your show in one way or another. Number 10. And we're into double digits. Number 10, go to events. Now, when I say go to podcasting events, not to grow your audience, I go to podcasting events to grow my audience because my target audience is potential podcasters. But for you who's not doing a podcast about podcasting, you could go to an event, uh, a podcasting event to grow your network. And again, the more people that know you, the more people that can say, oh, really, you're doing a show about cancer? Or, or you have cancer, you need to go listen to my buddy Lee Silverstein. Oh, you're doing a show about this, you need to go to talk to so-and-so. So the more people that know you and understand podcasting, the better. But more importantly, go to events in your niche or niche. Take your pick. Because why? That's where your target audience is. And you can use things like those fancy schmancy business cards and touch people's cards and get subscribers. But also you can go there to listen. And then if you see somebody, you go, oh, yeah, I actually talked about that on my podcast. And they go, your podcast? Do you have a podcast? And you go, yeah, actually, I do. Here's my card. Let me tell you about it. Elevator pitch, elevator pitch. Shut up and see if they ask you about it. And if so, explain that that might actually be somebody who could be a really good guest. You never know. But And realize that these events could be at something like meetup.com. I go to, I actually host the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. That's a meetup.com. But there are also, we mentioned at the beginning of knowing your audience and you could do this in online groups. You, this is even better. When you can see the color of your target audience's eye, that's where you're just like, yeah, this is now we're in it. We This is the best place to get instant feedback. And so when I meet somebody, one of the first things I hear, if they say, oh yeah, I listened to your show, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Cause I really do deeply appreciate that. But my second question is, what would you like to hear on the show? Because I have one of my target audience people right in front. I, I, it's not a target audience. I have an audience member right in front of me. What would you like to hear on the show? Because the show is all about them. So if you can go to events, you know, hit a podcasting event to recharge your batteries. I'm telling you what, PodFest is coming up in March. There's podcast movement. There's DC PodFest, there's Podcast Men Atlantic, there's We Are Podcast in Australia. There are all sorts of podcasting events. And the great thing about a podcasting event is you don't, you're in a group of people who understand what it's like, just like you, to want to help people, to want to reach people with your message. And they have the same passion you do. And you don't feel like a freak, like when you do when you're hanging out with Uncle Bill and, you know, Aunt Margot. And they're like, what? A pod what? You're like, yeah, these people get me. So number 10, go to events. Number 11. Number 11, build your promotion team. And what I mean by this is if anyone contacts you via email or other outlets, respond 
respond to them because I know this is weird. You know that I know that you know that you're just the person in the chair talking into the microphone, but to that person, you're the host. And when you respond, I mean, I got an email this week. It was all of five words from Jay Moore. Now, Jay Moore was in Jerry Maguire. He's, he does the, uh, more stories podcast. He's a comedian. He's been on the radio and he emailed me back and said, thank you so much. You get it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Jay Moore emailed me. Cause it was him. I, I was like, so when you do, and what did I do? I just told you about that, right? I just told you about the more stories podcast because Jay is now dipping his toe into being a life coach, which I think is amazing because why? Cause he wants to do it. It's his passion. So, and that's what I emailed him about and a couple other things. I actually bought something from his sponsor. So that's how you build your promotion team by reaching out to these people and saying thank you and then starting a a conversation with them. And if you want a free course on this, this is from my buddy, Jordan Harbinger. And I actually went through this and it's got some really interesting tactics and I've tried a few of these and it comes up with some pretty good results. And if you just go to advancedhumandynamics.com, it's all about like how to network with people. And if you're new to that, and I realize a lot of us are introverts, this gives some great tips and it's absolutely free. The first level is, is free and I don't think he's even has the second level out, but that's how you grow your audience by you need somebody besides you. He said, hitting the microphone, you need somebody besides you promoting this. And those are your listeners. And if you can just dump some gas on those people that contact you, they've already proven they're a listener, dump some gas on them, build that relationship with them, and they will help you promote your show. All right. And a couple things moving forward here. You need to make it interesting. There's a great quote from uh, Jory McKay. He said, everything has been said before, but it's never been said by you. Your point of view is what makes you interesting. And so when you see something happening, you might ask yourself, how can I cover this in a way that only I can? And here's a classic example of that. Right now, everybody's talking about the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, I had my own Bohemian Rhapsody version, and I put that out on the Building a Better Dave episode where I talk about speaking in tongues, and that's you'll have to listen to the show to hear the rest of that. And this is an edit point. I was going to play a clip. I'll have a link to the actual clip in the show notes. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 647 from A Star Is Born. I saw this movie with Bradley Cooper. He's so dreamy and Lady Agagaga, and it was phenomenal. But there was a line in it, and I was like, that is so podcasting. So the uh, the old, wise uh, musician is taking the young musician under his arm, and he says, look, talent comes everywhere, but having something to say in a way to say it so that people listen to it, that's a whole other bag. Unless you get out there and try to do it, You'll never know. That's just the truth. And this one reason we're supposed to be here is to say something so people want to hear it. So you got to grab it. You don't apologize. You don't worry about why they are listening or how long they're going to be listening. You just tell them what you want to say. And I was like, that is podcasting, my friends. And 
Sean McCabe, who's kind of a, a marketing guy, he had mentioned how there are things you feel comfortable with, things you feel comfortable talking about. And then there are things that nobody's talking about. And if you picture two circles side by side and you slowly smoosh them together, there's going to be a spot there that you're comfortable talking about, but nobody else is. And that's where you can create your difference. And so the last thing I'm going to say about growing your audience is, you know who Seth Godin is, you know, Mr. Purple Cow, Mr. You know, he's just, he's Seth Godin. And I was reading an article and Seth Godin started blogging in like 2002 and he didn't kind of become Seth Godin until 2006. That means four years. He was, for lack of a better phrase, just another blogger. And I've mentioned before, you're probably sick of this example. It took Jerry Seinfeld 17 years to have a hit show. It took him nine years to get on The Tonight Show. And and then once his show, it was almost canceled. So be patient with growing your audience. And the other thing, I know I listed a bunch of things here. How about you just start off with putting a link in your email address today? And then maybe you start putting things in your calendar to go out into a Facebook group and see what they're talking about. And maybe if somebody answers a, ask a question that you could answer, how about you answer that question? But that's the hard thing. You can't say, Hey, this is the best microphone is maybe a Samson Q2U. Dave Jackson School of Podcasting.com. Please listen to my show. No, you're just being kind and helpful. And eventually people go, who is this Dave Jackson guy? And they'll click on your Facebook page and you better have, there's another thing to check. You better have, hey, this is Dave Jackson. Here's my website. Because there are a lot of people that I go to Facebook and I know they're a podcaster and there's nothing there to point me to their website where I can, you guess it, subscribe. So I hope you enjoyed this 11 different ways to build your audience. If you would like to start a podcast, if you would like me to help you kind of work side by side and grow with you, I've got multiple plans for multiple budgets. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me and you'll see there's mentoring programs or you can actually join the School of Podcasting, work at your own pace with my step-by-step tutorials, our private Facebook group, and of course the live group coaching there. So 2019 is right around the corner. And if you want a podcast in 2019, the time to start is right now. And I really, really look forward to working with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Number six, it's the other side. Interview other, oh, I don't know why I care that it's 8.30, but it's 8.30. Go back to your website, which boosts your SEO in some cases. That was a weird whistle. Oh, it's a fancy signature. There's a cool tool I'm I'm playing with called Ystap. Ystap, what is, it sounds like some sort of ale. The new Ystap ale from Benjamin Adams. Now, for me, I go to podcasting events because my target audience, my target, my target audience, my target audience, Jenna, 
I've got multiple plans for multiple budgets. I cannot talk today. Yeah.